Welcome to the F3 Gateway Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sexy Dad, and I'm so glad you're listening today. This episode is brought to you by no one, because the podcast is completely free, just like one of our workouts. Head over to F3Nation.com to find a location near you. In this episode, I sit down with Dr. Phil, the EHing machine, who tells us a little bit about his journey, what he believes is the next step for men to grow as leaders, and how F3 has positively affected his work and family life. Dr. Phil takes us out with some powerful words of wisdom, so stay tuned until the end. Let's jump into things. All right, Dr. Phil, thanks for joining me today to tell a little bit about yourself and people that are listening in, hear a little bit about you. You know, I was wondering, you know, how did you first find out about F3? And was there someone in particular that encouraged you to join? Well, thanks for having me, Sexy Dad. It's good to be here. Uh, Yeah, I had, I've been friends with Tofu for a long time. And he, he mentioned he was doing this thing, this workout thing, whatever crazy thing he does in the morning, back, probably back in March. And he's like, hey, you should come check this thing out. And I said, sure, no problem. That sounds good. But that was a year ago. And i just kept blowing him off and blowing him off and just in the back of my mind I was like I'm not getting up at five in the morning to go do a workout at 5 30 like that I want to get in shape but I don't want to I don't want to get in shape that bad it's kind of my mentality (laughs) and finally after asking me oh probably once a month or so for eight months he finally just told me in early December he texted me and said, hey, I'm coming to get you tomorrow. You're coming to F3 with me. I'm knocking on your door at 5, so make sure you're ready. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to wake up your whole family. So anyway, <laughs> thankfully we had a good enough relationship that I didn't just stop being friends with him. But right, that was how right. we, and we, uh, we went out to Wet Willie and posted at my first beatdown. And I've been coming back ever since. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh it's always interesting to hear everybody's story on on how they get started. It's very similar. Seems very similar. You know, why would I wake up at five AM in the morning? You know? Right. <laughs> don't want don't want to work out that much. Right. So, so you said, let's see here, you said basically December, was it December of last year, twenty twenty one? Yeah, December third. I was looking it up the other day to try and pinpoint when the actual date was and found the back blast and yep, December 3rd, it was miserable. It was not as cold as I thought it was going to be in December, which helped, but tofu actually was the queue there at Wet Willie. And, uh, okay. So first impressions that you said it sucked, but can you give a little insight on your first impressions and what you thought of the first workout? I didn't really know what I was getting into, but like there was this group of guys that were there and ready to go. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll try this. And they're saying weird, calling out weird names of exercises, things that I've, what they were talking about, side straddle hops and catfish crawls. And anyway, I was just trying not to get lost mostly. And tofu tends to be a little bit intense with his workouts. And so I felt 
pretty smoked and exhausted after that first one, but I felt encouraged as well. Yeah. Like I, I, I completed something that I didn't, I hadn't done a workout like that probably in 20 years. So right. uh, to, to know that I'd accomplished that was, uh, it was encouraging to me, reminded me, Oh, like I'm pretty weak right now, but I'm, going to keep pushing through this and see where it takes me so right right yeah i, l- I love that um there's kind of a, a a little spark there of you know what i just did something really hard man maybe i could do more of this yeah for sure so with that being out there you were likely called fng and you got a name dr phil we know it's dr phil but can you take a couple minutes to explain your F3 name? Well, it's not all that hard to explain, honestly. I'm a counselor uh, for my day job, and I honestly didn't lead with that. I talked about being from Chicago and being a Cubs fan, and so I thought for sure they would steer it towards something about being some Cardinals idea that would annoy me, and (laughs) they were gracious to me and didn't, and uh, I... um, yeah, I got named Dr. Phil. Somebody threw out Dr. Ruth. I was glad that they didn't. I was glad that didn't stick. I'll just say that. So. <laughs> well, there's always time to uh, to change it up. I guess there is, but hopefully that's not in the cards for me. So yeah. <laughs> well, well, thanks for sharing that. And yeah, I am surprised that there wasn't a lot of uh, diehard Cardinal fans that were going to punish you for the rest of your F three life. As was I, especially now that I've been out in the gloom for a few months and seeing, I, I, I tend to wear the same Cubs sweatshirt to every beatdown. And so oh, I still get ridiculed <laughs> anyway for that. So I haven't even noticed. I'll have to look for that next time. <laughs> okay. So thanks for sharing a little bit about your name and you know, that part of the journey, as you and I know, and, and the listeners might starting to know, F3 stands for fitness, fellowship, and faith. And each one of those holds a particular ideal. And obviously, we all come out for the free fitness to start, you know, it's, it's what draws us out there. But out of the three Fs, which one has affected you the most? And why? For sure, it would be fellowship for me. I mean, I've been... I kind of have been looking for a group that felt like my group of friends in college for the last 25 years. And Mm. I found it to a certain extent in for short periods of time in uh, different ministries I worked in or different other organizations that I was part of, but it just didn't seem to have the lasting connection to it. Uh, Mm. And when I came out to F3, like I felt encouraged. I felt, you know, I was not in good shape. I hadn't done any exercise consistently in probably four years when I went out in December. I'd been a college athlete. I thought I was fit when I was younger and just life has gotten away from me and I haven't done anything. And so to be out and working out with this, with these group of guys and posted at a few different AOs and just seen 
the same theme everywhere, this encouragement, this uh, camaraderie, this uh, connection that um, I haven't found really in many other places. And so for me, that's what I would say. Fellowship is definitely the, the thing that keeps me coming and keeps encouraging me to find new FNGs to bring out to the gloom with me. Right, right. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of motivation to EH or emotionally headlock people, encourage people to come out. Can you talk a little bit about that, how that's been for you? Do you just kind of everybody you know, are you talking to about it or? Um, you not everybody a- I, yeah, it's not really everybody I know, but I, I feel like I'm, I've been strategic in, um, in the people that I've been trying to EH to come, like people who uh, it seems like aren't connected to things the way that maybe maybe that they, that they want to be. You know, you see like maybe a, a glimpse of that they maybe want to be connected more in a way, and maybe just don't yeah. know how to do that. Yeah, I, that that's a good way to put it. I see. I I just I feel like I'm. I know a lot of people. I mean, as a therapist, I meet a lot of people at our kids' school. I've got a lot of kind we have four kids, so there's lots of different circles of families that of people I know and people at church that I know. And so I just kind of try to notice who I think mostly it's who I want to hang out with, I guess. <laughs> really is like who who would I have fun hanging out with in the gloom and who I think and I've been, I, I really think for me, I've been looking for to encourage other guys for a long time. And it's cool, I think, in some respects to try and get them involved in my church setting, which is important to me. Uh, yeah. But it's not as, uh, it's not as always, it's not always as effective. And, you know, some of my friends already are going to church. And so I'm not trying to get them to go to a different church necessarily either and so this is just a different thing where it feels like hey why don't you come out here it's early in the morning it does almost everybody it's not going to affect their schedule other than their sleep and it gives me an opportunity to um, encourage them for them to be encouraged by all the packs out there and to really grow and get healthier you know yeah just physically but emotionally uh, I, lo- I love that. I love that. And what do they say? You you can't really convince anything anybody to do anything. They have to decide on their on their own. So it's it's. I think it's so interesting all the different types of people that do end up coming out to F three and then staying. Like you said, it took you almost eight months just to show up to your first session. But once you were there, you were in it. You know. So I, I think that's that's a really cool unique concept of what F3 is trying to do. I totally agree. So kind of moving on to a similar topic of encouragement. We talk when we're out in the gloom and we're doing workouts or beat downs about being the 12, being out front or being the six, you know, kind of being in the back, the anchor. And some, some cases we're a 12, some we're six, somewhere we're in between. What exercise is your favorite or strongest kind of puts you out in that 12? And what kind of exercise 
you know, is a challenge for you and kind of puts you in the sixth position? Well, all of them were in the sixth position about two months ago, honestly. And so, <laughs> but I feel, I mean, I can definitely see an improvement in my fitness. And so even this week, somebody posted on Slack about us needing to do some Merkins to ransom a coupon. And I think a few months ago, that would have been really hard, really difficult for me. And right now it's not, you know, it's, it's just, I can just see my fitness increasing in that area. Right. From a random post, encourage you to do, you know, push-ups, and then you just right. crank out 20 or 30 just out of the blue. <laughs> right. Right. Whereas yeah. two or three months ago, my arms would have been shaking and I had done five and I'm like, I need to get a Snickers to Recuperate. So <laughs> you got to get those carbs, refuel them. Right. <laughs> so, so kind of spinning off that, you know, in your life, do you feel like F3 has helped prepare you in some ways the, of those times where you're six in life or kind of like lagging in an area in life? Do you feel like F3 has helped prepare you in, in some way to tackle that? For sure. I see so much advantage uh, that I've gained from doing F3. Um, my personality is pretty laid back, pretty go with the flow. Um, and so for my whole life, really, I feel like I've just tended to avoid hard things and being mm -hmm. out in the gloom with other guys who are pushing me and accelerating themselves um, has just given me confidence that this isn't the only hard thing I can do. Like mm. m my job is hard sometimes dealing with clients who have serious mental health issues. And uh, some days I think, Oh, I'd rather avoid that or call in sick, but I don't need to. I, I know I can push through and do something hard. Um, as a parent, that's probably the area where I feel like I struggle the most. I don't know what my kids would say, but Personally, that's how it feels to me where I, I'm really not my strongest all the time and it's hard and I want to just disconnect and not be available. But right. I've seen partly from being out at 5.30 in the morning, getting up every day or most days anyway. And when I don't want to, it's hard to get up in the morning. It's hard to come exercise it's hard to do the exercises that the cue is leading and and accomplishing that reminds me that I can push through and do hard things even when it comes to loving my family and parenting them well and being engaged in things that are harder than I want them to be right right uh, thanks for sharing that and it's it's really interesting. And, and what they say in the, what do we say when we're in the gloom? We say, let this be the hardest thing you do today. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the people from all walks of life, all different personalities, all different backgrounds, but we tend to build bonds quickly, you know, just like you've alluded to. Is there a, a him or a high impact man or someone that has stood out to you the most or had the most impact on you and why? 
I mean, I could say a number of guys that I just see. I see that in Fiddy and in Hot Lava and No Sale every time I'm out at Neverland. But if I had to pick one person, I think I'd probably say it's DQ. Just because when I'm out there with him, like I can see him growing and him pushing himself to be better. Mm. I can see him trying to find ways to encourage others and um, and share what's on his heart every every beatdown. Um, whether it's during the beatdown or whether it's during cafeteria afterward, like I just see him accelerating, not just in his fitness level, but in his personal relationships and in his faith. And just, it's a, it's an example to me of what I want to be more of. Gotcha. It provides inspiration or an additional motivation through that fellowship and that participation with him out there. For sure. So location. So obviously when we do these, we're, people post to a certain location there's locations across all the Metro St. Louis area. There's a region down in Jeffco. There's a region out West. You know, what location or area of operation do you tend the most? And what do you think is the biggest obstacle of that location right now? I tend to go to Neverland the most. Um, I don't know what the obstacles are. I mean, I just feel like the, I guess the, the thing, um, I take it back. I guess I do see the, I see people accelerating at their fitness. I see people accelerating in fellowship and, and I see people out at Q source. It, it just makes me wonder if, it seems like the same few people wind up leading QSource on Friday mornings. And while that's not a bad thing, it makes me wonder if maybe there's something lacking there that keeps other, um, other hymns from just stepping up and saying, Oh, I'll lead this one this week. And this topic looks interesting to me or, or whatever. And so uh, I would say that, uh, I feel like the the guys that are there and that are posting, I, I feel like many of them are posting at the beatdowns and even at Q Source, but um, to step up and lead in different ways in Q Source. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, kind of the third F that you're talking about there. And Q Source is the the leadership reading and discussions prior to our workouts. So you kind of see an, maybe an opportunity to encourage and grow the, the participation in that. So that, that is a, a strong leadership component uh, of, of what F3 is and helps build that. So that, that's a, I think that's a really good observation. What do you think is a possible suggestion or, you know, for helping that? It just takes people seeing the I think it starts with people seeing the value in it mm -hmm. and and trusting and grow trusting their ability and growing in confidence like for me when I came out to my first workout like I didn't have much confidence that I could 
even get out of bed in the morning to post and then I posted and I did the best I could, which wasn't quite a dumpster fire at the time, but uh, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Um, and so I think it's just being aware of it and being committed to it and seeing, what do we say? We're, we're peer led, right? All, all yeah. And so I think there's a, I think sometimes it feels like there's more of a push to lead a workout than there is to lead more in other areas at times. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not how all the other AOs are, but that's kind of what I sense has been my experience in some of the Q source faith, what have you. Okay. No, I appreciate that. And I kind of was, I was kind of thinking about your first, when you're talking about the first beatdown you went to, you kind of had a little spark, a little a realization of accomplishment and, and maybe Q sources the same way, you know, the getting them out to the gloom to the workout in the morning, you know, created that spark, getting the people out to Q source. And, you know, maybe that's all's needed to create this, the spark. So I appreciate your insights and your thoughts on that. Now, now, Dr. Phil, in F3, we always end in a circle of trust. And so we're going to do the same thing today. So at the circle of trust, there's typically some words of wisdom shared. Can you tell the listeners some words of wisdom? Well, I would say that at times life gets hard and we can grumble and complain a lot about the things that are going on around us. I know I can but I've been challenged by a few friends the last couple of days just to see things from a different perspective. It's easy to come home from work and have a hard day and just spew to your spouse about all the crap that's happened or overreact to your kids not doing, picking up after themselves or those kinds of things. And so one of the things about F3, it, it's helped me start my day. It's hard, it's difficult, but I'm not just waking up and jumping right into all the things on my to-do list. I'm preparing mm. myself, preparing my body, preparing my mind to be engaged so that I won't be complaining or grumbling so much during the day. And so I would, I just would encourage people to, to notice that. And then the other thing is just to, uh, to just notice the things that you have, like that you, that you get to do, that you get to enjoy. Uh, it's easy for me when I'm taking my kids to a sporting event or picking them up from their friend's house or just to feel like this is something I have to do rather than noticing and enjoying what I get to do. Right. Mm. All the things that, uh, all the little things my four-year-old says as we're driving home from preschool in the back <laughs> of the van. And like, you know, I could really easily tune that out and just be like, oh, he's just hard to listen to because he's saying the same thing over and over. But when I'm in the best place mentally and emotionally, it doesn't sound 
or feel hard at all. It feels like a joy and excitement to hear all the things he's learning at school and all the things he gets to do with his friends. And it's just a, a different mindset, I think. And so mm-hmm. if we can do that, if we can look at things as a, I get to do this and be thankful for it rather than I have to do this, right. then I think it changes our perspective on what we have to complain about. So, yeah, I think that's, that's really powerful because it's, especially nowadays, it's really easy to look at the negatives, you know, that's what's in the news. That's what's being broadcasted around us. And so we're kind of tuned, you know, we're tuned to see that stuff and experience that stuff. But I I like what you said, you know, realize that these are things that you get to do. You know, it shouldn't be a burden on you. It should be, it's just, it's part of, the joys of life. So, well, Dr. Phil, you know, thank you so much for your time. And I hope the listeners enjoy this as, as much as I have. And I guess I'll see you in the gloom. It's been great to talk to you, sexy dad. Thanks a lot. See you in the gloom.